Welcome to Season 7 of the Dayton Women in the Word podcast. Our ministry's simple goal is to help women read their Bibles. We want to be women who know and believe God's Word and share what God's Word is teaching us with others. This season, Go Tell It, we'll be focusing on that last part, sharing with others. We'll ask each guest how God has called her to share the good news of the gospel in her life. We'll hear from women in a variety of seasons, stages, and missions. We invite you to listen in and ask God how you can be sharing the good news too. Did you know that we have a traveling Bible? The Traveling Bible is a special Bible that travels around Dayton filled with notes and illustrations from women all over the city. How fun is that? All Dayton women and the Word women are welcome to contribute to the Bible. We would love for you to join in on the fun and share what God is revealing to you. You can visit DaytonWomenInTheWord.com slash traveling dash Bible to sign up, or you can visit our website and go under the Encouragement tab and select Traveling Bible as well. Well, welcome back to the Dayton Room in the Word podcast. Um, I'm your host, Bethany. And um, just a reminder, we are in season seven of the podcast, which is all about um, what sharing gospel looks like for our guests. So I am in the studio today with my new friend, Audrey. So Audrey, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about who you are, um, what your season of life looks like, and um, how God brought you to Dayton? Hi, well, I'm really excited to be with you today. My name is Audrey. And I, I actually did not grow up in this country. I grew up as a missionary kid oh, wow. in Africa, in Kenya, okay. East Africa. And my parents moved there when I was three. So I don't have a lot of memory before that of this country. <laughs> and uh, I lived there with them until I was turning 21. Wow. So for most of my childhood mm-hmm. and developmental years, mm-hmm. that's where I was. So that made for a very interesting childhood but the gospel was a huge part of my growing up my Mm -hmm. parents very much um, spoke and read the word to us daily and it was an interesting childhood um, but I wasn't I wasn't saved until I was 13 so so a lot of my time I guess half my time in Kenya Mm -hmm was as unsaved Mm -hmm. but I knew about I knew about the word and and just had a lot of really amazing opportunities to see the Lord work even before I was saved and then when I was just to look back and see his hand in Mm -hmm. everything and so um so my parents are here now my dad's a pastor of a church I have two sisters and a brother one one sister's in Montana the rest are here okay um so yeah Awesome. Um, so, how would you kind of describe or explain the gospel in your own words? I always like to start with who God is. Mm. So, the holiness of God and what is righteousness, and what are what are those things about Him that make Him unique and mm. set apart, or so much higher than mm. we are. And where have we fallen from? And starting at that point really helps us understand, you know, what is our relationship 
to him. And so he, you know, he he is holy. He has no sin and he is light. There's mm-hmm. no darkness in him, we're told in scripture. And he is the one that created all things. And he created all of us and he created us to have a relationship mm-hmm. with him. And because of our sin, we have that relationship has been broken. And I there's a word that's really fancy theological world, imputation. Mm-hmm. So we in one sense we have the sin of Adam imputed to us. You know, we've all sinned in Adam and that relationship with God has been broken through that. We're born in sin. And it's not until we have no righteousness mm-hmm. in ourselves. So it's not until we have the righteousness of Christ imputed to us that we stand right before him again. And that's God's heart. That's his desire is for us to have that relationship with him again. The word says that he so loved the world mm-hmm. that he sent his son. And so there's so many places in scripture that talk about how it's God's own right arm that has brought about salvation. There's nothing in us that can even do that. We're mm-hmm. completely lost, totally lost. And so he is the one that has brought about that salvation by coming to earth himself and living that life that we could not by following the law completely. And so living that perfect life, not just that, but also dying the death that we deserve. Mm -hmm. Because the word says that the wages of sin is death. And so he took those wages that we deserved by dying. So his righteousness was imputed to us and the punishment that we deserve was paid by him and his the call is to confess your sin and come to him and realize that he is the only way of salvation to believe in Jesus Christ that God has provided the way to heal that breach to bring that relationship back and restore that and all we have to do is confess our sin and say, I believe, mm-hmm. I believe the way that you have given. Yeah, that's awesome. I know you already mentioned when you started believing the mm-hmm. gospel, um, but how did you come to believe the gospel as a 13-year-old? And then I guess also kind of along with that, since you have a unique kind of life experience, mm-hmm. how would you say maybe your understanding of the gospel has changed um, from how you grew up? to now your adult life mm-hmm. back in the States? Yeah, it's been quite a ride, you might say. <laughs> um, so I grew up, I was a very fearful child, mm-hmm. so I was scared to death about death. <laughs> and, you know, I, could, I couldn't even count how many times I asked Jesus into my heart mm-hmm. just so that I wouldn't go to hell, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't want to go to bed at night, fall asleep, and never wake up and go to hell. All these really scary things I would think about. and. I struggled a lot with panic attacks, mm-hmm. just feeling really separated, like weird, separated from my family and realities and this really f- frightening things, mostly at night times. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I suffered from that right up until like the day of my salvation. <laughs> and he set me free from those fears. Mm-hmm. And we were actually on a... Um, a furlough. Mm-hmm. So we were in our sending church was in California. So we were staying with some um, a church member family there for about nine months or so. And they had a Bible study in their house. And it was, 
I was really thrilled because it was an adult Bible study, and it was like kind of the first adult Mm -hmm. Bible study I'd ever been in. And we had these little booklets that were going through the book of Matthew Mm -hmm. and talking about what does it mean to be a disciple of Christ. And like I said, up to that point, Jesus was just like my ticket out of heaven, Mm -hmm. out of hell, and, and my way of, you know, not trying to be saved from my fears. And my mom was really helpful in that period because she struggled with that when she Mm -hmm. was younger and she would often take me to the Psalms and like, you know, read this. And, and I would, I remember reading the Psalms and feeling like this is supposed to be helping me. Like, and I didn't have the spirit of God at that Mm -hmm. point. And so it would make me more frightened because I'm like, I'm reading these words that were magical for my mom Mm -hmm. and they're not doing anything for me. And but when I started this Bible study, and I had little fill-in-the-blanks in the in the um, in the booklets, and and actually really had you studying the mm-hmm. word on your own, and you'd fill out the blanks, and then we would talk about it when we met. And I just fell in love with Jesus mm-hmm. like I hadn't known him before, and just realized this is someone who loves me, who I who is worthy of all of my love and all of my devotion someone that i have to give my entire life to and follow him for the rest of my days just like these 12 guys were Mm -hmm. following him around and and these were truths that i'd heard since childhood but i mean i guess that was still childhood but (laughs) i it really just hit home it was the spirit of god really Mm -hmm. working in my life and and jesus becoming so real to me and and I decided to follow him, and I got baptized. My dad <laughs> baptized me outside in a jacuzzi, <laughs> and it was really wonderful. And I remember the moment when I had real joy for the mm-hmm. first time. I was sitting on on a hill outside watching the sun go down, and my little sister asked me, you know, do you feel any different? Kind of, <laughs> you know, is it weird? And I, my heart just flooded with incredible joy, and I couldn't even speak for a minute. I was just like... God was just so amazing and wonderful. And yeah, and then since then, like I really, I haven't, there have been moments of fear and, and, but he really set me free from that despair that I lived in before. And um, yeah, so that was really amazing. And then from that point on, just learning and growing in the knowledge of him and I wouldn't say I had a sheltered childhood. It was a very different childhood because mm-hmm. there was sin over there in Kenya, but it was kind of like really rustic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we live quite remotely, and I wasn't really exposed to some of the really difficult perversions of the world until we moved back mm-hmm. here. We moved in 2007, and I um, ended up, long story short, ended up going to Sinclair Community okay. College for Three, I was there for three years and was exposed to a lot of sin. And I, I did a creative writing degree, so I was in a liberal arts field mm-hmm. and met with a lot of interesting people, interesting professors who had a lot of interesting ideas, very persuasive arguments. Mm-hmm. Um, and just seeing the holiness of God contrasted mm-hmm. with that and seeing what I've been saved from, even though I wasn't exposed to a lot of that as a child, I, I recognized a lot of that sin that had been in my heart. And the more I was in that environment and being challenged in my faith, the more I saw 
God is amazing. God is, his mercy is great, even toward those who do not believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's, his patience is just overwhelming um, with, with the world. And so that was, that was amazing, amazing to see. That's awesome. How would you say that God is leading you to share the gospel in this season of your life um, that may be different than previous seasons of your life? Yeah, I'm I'm in a, probably one of the hardest seasons of my life right now. I, um, I actually just recently spent a bunch of time overseas, which was really neat. Mm-hmm. I furthered my education in the teaching English okay. as a second language field and spent six months overseas in Southeast Asia, Asia, and the Middle East. Mm-hmm. And that was really amazing to see the Lord working in all these different countries and in his people that are there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I came back in July and kind of hit the ground running. I am homeschooling for a family in the area. Okay. They have two small children. Uh, one is in going into fifth grade, and the other is in going into second. So there's a little bit of a gap, mm-hmm. but... Um, their mom back in, when I was in Cambodia, I got the email, but she was diagnosed with a brain tumor, Mm -hmm. brain cancer. And so she's not able to homeschool. And so it was suggested that I kind of jump in Mm -hmm. and they're doing an online program. So I'm not actually doing a lot of the teaching, but I'm administrating and Mm -hmm. just filling in a lot for, for them. And so I've been doing that since last fall we're finishing up for the year and it's been very 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 challenging mm-hmm. on a lot of different levels and but it's been really really unique for me as mm-hmm. a single person to kind of jump into that world yeah. of parenting and um so sharing the gospel in this season is really like pouring into the lives of mm-hmm. these kids and every day finding opportunities to speak the truth to them really wanting to immerse them in the word of God and yeah any opportunity that I have especially in this season of suffering that they're going through it's been really really hard um this weekend has been a rough one Mm -hmm. and it's going to be rough and so just knowing working through these things and knowing when is any opportunity that I have to just speak the gospel Mm -hmm. into their life yeah, it's always so interesting how, and I mean, we we see this the example in the Gospels about you know Christ, Christ commending the disciples to pay attention to mm-hmm. the little children and mm-hmm. just what you know a tool for the gospel they are with you know whether it's you know questions that they ask where you're like, well, <laughs> gosh, yeah, I I need to think about that for a minute or just their simplistic understanding of things that we tend to just like make so complicated it really is an a really cool work of i think like the family of god when we get you know regardless of our personal seasons whether we are parents or not um being engaged with children is such a unique way to experience the gospel Mm -hmm. here on earth like i think growing up it was much more, you know, there was there was community, but you still kind of were like siloed in some degree in your own family where, you know, that family parents their kids mm-hmm. and like you kind of see how well or not that that's going, but you're kind of all separated. And I feel like for the first time 
in the church that I attend, there's this really intentional family worship dynamic. And especially Mm -hmm. with the, you know, the families that you're able to kind of build those deeper relationships with, I have, you know, community that allow me to come alongside and, Mm -hmm. you know, not co-parent would be too strong, but, you know, they trust me to help with instructing their kids and Mm -hmm. keeping their kids, you know, calling them out if they're not, you know, Mm -hmm. delayed obedience is disobedience. I don't know how many times I've said that. (laughs) And it's just, it's been really interesting for me and a blessing for me as a fellow single person too, Mm -hmm. to be entrusted with that Mm -hmm. from my um, parenting friends. And so what a, what a gift that is, especially for you to kind of, walk alongside a family as they navigate a really challenging situation. Yeah. So yeah. that's awesome. Um, what barriers would you say that you face when you share the gospel, whether that's, you know, directly in this season or maybe in past seasons, what what barriers um, you may have experienced? Yeah, I would say the biggest one is my own sin. <laughs> Just, you know, feeling really frustrated sometimes mm-hmm. like how many times have I told you this and you've done it again or I you know just really and I have to kind of sometimes even have to just walk around the corner <laughs> go yeah. into the bathroom <laughs> just calm down um so choosing just my selfishness getting in the way my own laziness you know if I get home after I've been with them all day and like I just want to read a book or just not do anything Mm -hmm. not think you know instead of where am i where am i getting my fuel Mm -hmm. it really is from from the word of god and spending time with him in prayer instead of believing the lie that i'm just too tired right now Mm -hmm. that takes too much energy i just want to watch a movie or something else so i would say those that is a huge barrier because it keeps my mind away from focusing on him abiding in him Mm -hmm. and um, allowing him to work through me. Um, another one would probably just be not being careful and lis- listening to lies. You know, I feel like we are in a, in a spiritual warfare, and so there have been a lot of times where I feel an intensified attack mm-hmm. um, of just you're not good enough, these kids hate you, like just really crazy lies. Mm-hmm. And if I allow myself to believe those, they really break me me down. And I need to, again, run to God's word, mm-hmm. run to him and allow him to just be, just be sitting at his feet like Mary and allowing him to speak the truth into my heart and strengthen me for, for what he has. That's awesome. Um, so you, you've kind of maybe touched a little bit on this next question um, by, you know, pointing our listeners back, you know, always going back to what scripture says. Mm -hmm. But what um, other encouragements might you have for listeners who are um, wanting to share the gospel where they're at? Mm -hmm. Again, I would say just really let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Mm. Um, that's a that's a great verse. Yeah. We really like that verse here. Yes. Day one the word. <laughs> really, just be reading it. And and uh, there are a lot of good extra materials out there. Mm-hmm. So a lot of good devotionals and everything, even with kids, um, different devotionals you can do with your kids. But I feel like we really need to, those are supplements, mm-hmm. not substitutions. Mm-hmm. And so 
you need to be reading huge blocks of scripture with your children. And don't worry about, you know, is this not at their level or whatever? Just read the word and allow the word to do its work in their life. I'm actually going through the book of Matthew with the kids and I just, we just read. I let them read some too. Um, and we just read whole chunks. It's not always the entire chapter because there's a lot to go through. Sometimes I'll break it into chunks, but we read it straight. We don't, I don't dilute it. I don't anything and just allow the word of god to do its work in mm-hmm. in the, your kids hearts and um if you're single it's the same just keep the word of god before you daily and just fill yourself with it and uh yeah that's awesome so that segue is great into the next question, which um, is what places in the Bible do you feel like are most helpful when you're thinking about sharing the gospel? I know you've mm-hmm. kind of mentioned a couple so far. What other ones mm-hmm. would you kind of add to that list? It Sometimes it depends on the situation, sure. but I really love the book of John. Mm. And there's a, a lady that I've actually been trying to evangelize with and we're going through the book of John together and it just is a really neat picture of who Jesus is because you see so much of him. You see him in all the gospels, but you really go deep into his heart in John. And so I, I really love to go there. I also love, um, the second Corinthians five twenty one, and, um, let's see, what was that one? Oh, he, God made him who knew no sin to be sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in him. And that's the imputation I was talking about earlier, how he became sin. He became our sin, and then we become his righteousness. Mm-hmm. And, and that idea is is mind-blowing. Yeah. Um, and then I love First John, lots of First John, mm-hmm. especially the one that I think the verse is in there that talks about how if we confess our mm-hmm. sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and not just forgive, but cleanse us from all of our unrighteousness. Mm-hmm. And I think that's huge because um, we a lot of focus is put on, oh, he'll forgive you, he'll forgive you, but he makes you clean. Mm-hmm. Like he takes that away and gives him gives you his righteousness. And so those are, those are some of my mm-hmm. favorite ones. I love... Um, First John, I, I mean, I've read it before, but this past year, our church, um, our church just finished going through First John, and before that, um, in the fall, I was in a Bible study that went through First John, and I just never really noticed before until like studying it all in like one one chunk like that. You know, the the themes of him wanting us to be confident in our faith, and mm-hmm. you know. The, there's so many um, uses of the phrase like that you may know, like I'm yeah. doing this so you may know. Yeah. And, you know, because my background te- tended to be more of that doubt and questioning mm-hmm. a lot too. And so to read, you know, through this this book that there's all this encouragement, like, you know, I'm saying this, like you you are able to be confident in, you know, as long as your confidence is placed in the right mm-hmm. right person, mm-hmm. um, you can be confident. You don't have to live in fear. And I think that that confidence, you know, knowing the word like you've mentioned and then being confident in who your confidence is in mm-hmm. 
helps you share yeah. the message of what you know you feel confident yeah. about. And knowing who he is too, there's a lot of good description of God in mm-hmm. First John. You know, he's light; in him there is no mm-hmm. darkness. And yeah, that's awesome. Um, so as we kind of wind down, are there any last um, like encouragements that you want to make sure that you share with our listeners? Yeah. I just maybe again talking about how there's so so much out there available to us mm-hmm. as far as people's interpretations of scripture, devotion is devotionals and things like that. And just really I, I sometimes tend to see a trend that goes toward really man focused, mm. focusing on man, focusing yeah. on, you know, uh, I'm worthy and all this all this stuff. And like, we have worth in Christ. Mm-hmm. We are God loves us. Um but I feel like we should. We need to to remember to put focus on Him and start mm-hmm. with God, seek His face and lift Him up. And mm-hmm. there's just a lot of I don't know. You call it navel gazing, just like a lot of inward, <laughs> which is good to yeah. do. It's good to know where we are. And but just remembering to turn your focus toward Him and just give yourself to Him. And I was actually I've I've been struggling a little bit a lot sometimes about this and feeling because we we tend to see all our sin and all I ever see is my every time I mess up Mm -hmm. you know all this Mm -hmm. and and I get discouraged and I remember just a few days ago coming up this phrase just came out of nowhere I was like all my hope is in you like (laughs) if I look at myself this is terrible Mm -hmm. but all my hope is in you is in your righteousness because there's nothing good in me all of that has come from you and that's freeing to remember because then I'm not striving. I'm not trying to work myself into his His um, good graces because mm-hmm. I'm already there yeah. in Christ. And so just remembering that and remembering that the Lord, the Lord is our righteousness. Well, that's a good word. Well, thank you so much for being with us today, Audrey. Yeah, it was wonderful. Thank you.